You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Muted. Welcome to Love Talk Live. We were muted. We're not <laughs> muted anymore, which is a good thing because we have a lot to say. So welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm Jamie Bronstein, your host. And today I have Christine Baumgartner with me. Thank you, Jamie, for having me on your show. I'm really excited. Thanks for joining us. So Christine is a relationship and dating coach. And her company has a website, which is amazing. It's called theperfectcatch.com, which even just to get that domain, she's obviously pretty... <laughs> pretty talented at what she does and she has a particular kind of a fun thing that that I saw it's on all of her emails so it kind of like reminds you to never forget it which is GPS would you like to tell them what GPS is the GPS for dating is goal setting to have purposeful relationships which equals successful relationships I love it. Purposeful dating for successful relationships. Yes. It's so creative. Thank you. It came to me. Everything that I have that's part of my company just sort of came to me. Which is the best way when things just come so. to you organically. Yeah. And I just knew it was that was what it was. I just like typed it out. It like popped out of my fingers. Isn't that weird how that happens? It is, but it's also just amazing and so I love cool. It. When it just it's a download. Oh, comes. That's what it feels like a download for sure. And it is. Mm-hmm. So there are so many exciting, wonderful things that we're going to be talking about today. And I was thinking that since our our first topic we're going to be talking about is how to stop attracting the wrong (laughs) person and to start attracting the right person. And as we were talking, prepping for the show, it's really fascinating how that topic really flows so nicely into Christine's story Mm -hmm. and really how she became a a coach. And so I think maybe we can kind of like flow into that topic by hearing her story because it's so inspirational and and just take it away. Okay. Well, when I was 18, I got married and I was married for 13 years. And at that point, I was really insecure and just knew that nobody else would ever ask me to marry them. So I better get while the getting was good. And I discovered a couple of things that I liked being married, but I'd really married the wrong person for me. So we got divorced, and then I'm now 31, I don't have any children, and I'm single. And I'd never really dated before, so I dated like a crazy woman. We just don't tell my mother all the things I did. And so for the first, like 15 years, I just dated didn't have any goals in mind, wasn't interested in getting married again, just liked dating. And I learned a lot about dating. And my friends would say, so what do you think of the guys you're dating? And I'd say, you know, they're really nice. I actually did date very nice men, but I said I would never marry them, which was perfectly fine because I didn't want to get married. So then when I turned 50, I thought, you know, I think I do want to get married. And it was right when online dating was becoming really well-known and popular, so a girlfriend and I joined. And I'll tell you, in the beginning of online dating, there were so many more men than women because men are more fearless about just jumping on new things and women not so much. So then I had even more men to go out with. 
but I announced to all my friends that I was going to now look for a husband. So I'm dating. Six months later, my friends all say, so what do you think of the guys you're dating? You've really been out a lot. And I go, yeah, they're really nice guys, but I'd never marry them. And I went, well, that's a problem. Since I've now said out loud, I want to get married. And I'm continuing to date men that I wouldn't marry. So I said, all right, let's look at the traits that I wouldn't marry. Because I kept going next, next, next to all the men across the table from me. And I live in a really big metropolitan area. I live really near Disneyland. There are lots of men. But what and I just- And lots of people coming in every day to Disney. That's true. <laughs> there are lots and lots- Hang out at Disneyland. No, lots no. of prospects. <laughs> but what's so amazing is in this area with such a variety of people, I discovered when I paid attention that the men across the table from me, I owned a very successful event planning company. I had money in the bank, I had a retirement, and the men across the table from me also made a lot of money in their jobs, but they had no money. They were in huge debt, they had no savings, they had no retirement, and I knew instinctively that I didn't want to marry them, that kind of a person that had those traits, but I hadn't really thought about it. But now I was like, well, they all have this trait, Christine. Maybe a little bit has to do with you. Well, I discovered it has everything to do mm -hmm. with me. And that really is the hard conversation and the really good conversation. And I just want to point out something, because I feel like if, if you don't know this person, you might be looking at her thinking, oh, that's so materialistic. But it's not about the money. I'm guessing that we're that it's more about that you wanted an ambitious guy who and was security, responsible. That was interested in having security. Because that's attractive. You want to be taken care of. I guess it does sound materialistic. And it really wasn't at all. But because this was important to me, that's why I had savings and I had retirement. I wanted them to have that as a high priority for them as well. I wanted them in thinking that their security for their future was important to them. And if they were going to have somebody else in their life, that they wouldn't expect them to take care of them. Mm -hmm. So that was why. So having that conversation with yourself about, hmm, how much does this have to do with me? Mm -hmm. I say, that's the shit on your shoes conversation. Because what we do is we go, what's that smell? Must be the person across the room, must be the person across the table. Oh my gosh, it's me. But if it's you, and, liter and figuratively, you have shit on your shoes. You can clean your shoes. You can resole your shoes. You can change shoes. So when I thought, oh, it is me. Well, if it is me, then what could I do about that? And so I did therapy and journaling and crying and a little more therapy and a little more crying. And I figured out that the two main men in my life, my ex-husband and my father, had made tons of money and had no money to show for it. Wow. I know. Crazy how that happened. It's like this light bulb went <laughs> off over my head. So I said, oh, well, of course, that's my role model for men. And it's your story. Yes. And I know how to handle that. Maybe that's all I deserve. Maybe that's all I could ever have. And I had to process all that old beliefs that I had. And I'll tell you, the very next man that sat across the table from me made money and had money. So wow. I said, oh. That's how fast it happens. It and really I said, does. Oh, it can't be that easy. Oh, no, I'm a little bit more of a skeptic than that. Wow. So I said, let's look at the next trait. And what it did for me is it turned dating into fun. Because I said, what about me? 
what's the next thing about me that might be attracted to something that I don't want? So I went into it saying, what am I going to learn about me? What am I going to learn about them? I mean, all my clients tell me, oh, when I work with you, dating becomes fun. It's not a chore and it's not work anymore. So the next man didn't have either of those traits. And I was like, oh, I really think I'm onto something. So I kept putting myself through this process. I had come up with a process during all of my internal work. So my friends now ask me, so Christine, what do you think of the guys you're dating? And I go, you know, they have the kind of traits that I would marry. You know, I'm really thinking about this. And they go, well, what did you do? I said, well, I don't know if this is going to fit anybody else. It worked for me. Here, go take this and go try it. So they did. And it worked for them. And they started dating men that were more of a match for them. So then I meet and marry my sadly now deceased husband. And one of my favorite stories is um, I met Tony in October. And in March, he asked me to go on a cruise with him and his daughter and her girlfriend. And on that cruise, he gave me two presents I didn't ask for. One was diamond stud earrings, and the other was his credit report. I know. Is that such a strange thing? And I said, so, thanks. And what made you give me your credit report? And he said, well, because I'd also been changing and updating my profile. You know, as I changed my insides, I would go, oh, that's not me. Oh, I need to make that more me. He said, I read on your profile you needed a man that was as financially stable as you. Oh. And I'm falling in love with you, and I want you to see that I am. Oh. So that's, that's when my friend said, you have to tell more people than just us. So that's how I became yeah. a coach. And once again, it's not, it's not about the money. It's no. about just, there's, it's so much deeper than money. It's about you wanted somebody who was responsible, who was mature, who you guys could work together mm-hmm. and kind of more like, not like you were supporting him or he was supporting mm-hmm. you, but just you you both see worth in yourselves. Mm-hmm. And so then you work together to grow together. And it didn't have really anything to do with his bottom line. It had to do with that he took care of his money, that he cared about his future, that he cared about the future. He had children. He cared about their future. That has a lot, if you think of a, putting a stone in a pond and the concentric circles that go out, that's how I felt about that, one mm. of that criteria. I had lots of criteria for men. My other one was even more important was they needed to be nice to me and to everybody we came in contact, all the servers, because that was a deal breaker for me if they weren't nice. Because people tell me I'm one of the nicest people they've ever met, so I need to be with people that are nice to me and nice, and so I would go out with men who had all these other really wonderful traits, <laughs> and they were pretty rude, never to me, but to other people, and I can't be with them. I had a boyfriend once who ordered a caprese salad, so it's just it's a slice of tomato and some mozzarella, or as my dad says, mozzarella. Yes. And some basil or basil, and some little balsamic vinegar, and it came the way that is very typical just slice you know like kind of like a sandwich of that stuff and he asked for it to be chopped he's like i asked for it to be chopped and they're like i'm sorry um and he goes and he sent it back for them to chop the tomato he couldn't chop the tomato himself and made them feel bad so i totally hear you Mm -hmm. and i agree 
You know, like you want to be with somebody who treats everybody with kindness mm -hmm. and doesn't make anybody feel any less than themselves. No. So what I tell people is I perfected how to date people that were wrong for me. And then I figured out how to perfect dating people that were right for me. And you did that by? The process that I put my clients through, either individually one-on-one -on -one coaching or in my classes that are called Transform Your Dating Life classes. Because it is amazing how it switches their, your thinking and it switches the way that people show up across the table from you. I also had the pleasure of working with John Gray, the men are from Mars, women are mm. from Venus author. Wonderful. I was one of his top coaches and I've made videos with him. So I have an extra understanding of the differences that men and women in their communication styles. And so I help people a lot in their misunderstanding and miscommunication between men and women. Mm. And I find that that helps them make dating even more fun. Should we go through some like examples of sure. situations where you've seen that men and women <laughs> kind of don't understand each other? Oh yes, I have lots. Let's talk about it. See, they want to know. They okay. So one of um, the most common that I get complaints about is about first dates. So women will say, he spent the whole time talking about himself. Mm. And he never asked me one thing about me. How self-centered and obnoxious is that? And the guys tell me, you know, all, I was exhausted at the end of the, of, so I felt like I was on a job interview. And I didn't get to know anything about her. I, I know, it. isn't that funny? Yeah. So what helps people, because women will always say, well, my girlfriend would never ask, act like that. Well, he's not. He's not a woman with more muscles and hair. He's a guy. And right. she's not We're a man animals. with less muscles and hair. Right. She's a woman. And men have penises also. Yes. That's true. Very big difference. Besides for a hairy chest. Yes. They have penises. That's true. Yeah. And all that testosterone. Yes. Different hormones. Very. And driven for different reasons. Different minds. Oh, single focus, diffuse awareness. I have lists and lists. And they're simple. We're complex. But go on. Very much. Well, they are a little complicated, but not in the same way we are. In a very different their way. Their manual's much smaller than ours. Yes. Food, sex, appreciation. Yeah, their mind is, is, our minds go and go and go and go, and theirs mm -hmm. are very compartmentalized. Oh, very much. Yes. Yeah, men said they never want to go inside our minds because it looks too hard and complicated. Yeah, it would be like a maze for yeah. them. Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay, so go on. So one of the things so, that really helps is I explain to women that men generally talk for three reasons. They talk because they have news to share. Did you see the sports core? Did you see that on the news? They also, the second reason they talk is they have an accomplishment. They've been working on a project, they finished rebuilding their car, and they want us to go, good job. The third reason they talk is they have a problem. They've been working on it in the back of their mind, they really tried to solve it themselves, and they couldn't come up with the answer. So they're gonna go to somebody they consider an expert, and they're gonna expect the minute they get done talking about the problem, the first words out of the expert's mouth is the solution. Mm. Okay, so that's men. Women generally talk about our feelings. We talk if we're happy, we're sad, we we're do. mad, we're frustrated. We're what are feelings? I know they just ooze out all the time. And we talk to other people 
to see how do I feel about them? Sort of like pinging like a submarine. Do I like them? Do I see, do I pay attention to me? Do I like their expressions? And then we also want to see how are you treating us? How do we feel about how you are? How do we feel about you as a presence with us? So it's all about our feelings. Theirs is a lot about the facts. Hmm. So on a first date, a woman feels cared about if a man asks her about her day, about her passions, about who she admires in the world. And he doesn't know that. But because that's what she wants, she spends the whole time asking him questions because that, sh in her mind, shows him she's caring about him. Right, and she wants the reflection and the but he reaction He doesn't know back. that. Right. Right. Sometimes Unless a man's really been evolved, and usually a man knows this because a woman has taught him, because it's not their natural instincts. It's not their natural instincts. So are you saying that men don't know how to have a conversation? No, I'm not saying that. Because usually in, in a conversation, it's like back and forth. Mm -hmm. You ask me a question, I'll ask you a question. <clears throat> so do you think also that maybe nerves get in the way? From well, I think that too. Because every man that sits across the table from us likes us. They don't use their time, energy, or money unless they like us. Right. Like a man going shopping. He finds a shirt he likes. He buys 10. He goes to one store and buys four pairs of shoes. We go to a store, we try and address, we ask everybody in the store, even if we don't know them. If, oh, totally. It's so us. So much fun. It's so, so much, much fun. fun. Yeah. And I, am, I should start out saying, I am not saying anybody's wrong. I'm not saying anybody right. is a bad just, person. Here we are. I keep pointing out what I hope is that we just do it differently. We do the same thing differently. So after we've asked everybody in the store, we might actually go to another store and try on another dress. We might even go to another mall. So the man has made up his mind. He likes us well enough to be there. Mm. And most women are sitting there going, does he like me? Does he like mm. me? I don't know if he likes me. Does he like what I'm right. wearing? Does he see the pimple over here? Does he see this role that I have over here? When what really we need to be doing on a first date as a woman is going, do I like him? Do I like him? Let me see if I talk about my feelings, if I tell him about me, if I see how I feel about our conversation, do I want to have another day with him? Instead of trying to impress him, instead right. of trying to worry about the things he might be worrying about, because trust me, he's not thinking about any of that. I love that you're bringing this up because we always talk about being authentic. And mm -hmm. if the girl is sitting on a date and she is worried, does he like me the whole time, she's never going to be able to tap into her authenticity and just no. to be herself, and then he'll never get to know her. That's true. So the message is, and I love that you're bringing this up, and I bring this up too with my clients. It's that exactly what you're saying. If the guy, yeah, if the man is there, he's interested. Oh, for and sure. And it's up to, yes, my grandma always said it's a man's world. But yet it's also, it's kind of up to you. Can you get past yourself mm -hmm. and your worries to just show him who you are, to at least give the relationship a chance to flow and be what it's supposed to be if it's supposed to be something mm -hmm. and this is why and at the end of the day everything is meant to be that's what I believe mm -hmm. however I, I feel like so many relationships don't even start really because mm -hmm. one or both parties are not being authentic mm -hmm. it's very true because of anxiety and what happens 
is when we feel anxious, when we're worried about the pimple, the muffin top, the whatever thing that the guy's not paying any attention to, we exude our uncomfortableness. Now, a good guy, and I'm only going to talk about good guys because we could have a whole conversation about why not to date bad guys. Even bad guys are good. They've had just had some maybe negative experiences in their life. Well, and there are some terrible people. But the percentage is really small. Yes. Really small. Plus ourselves. But, yes. But often the people that we think are having bad behavior, we're just misunderstanding. So if you would stop worrying about all the things that he's not thinking about right. and be your authentic self. But what often gets in the way with us is if we really like him, look at those eyes, he's got this great voice and I love his hair and he's so tall. This whole chemical thing happens. We have the hormone fog and then we really try to turn ourselves into a pretzel and we stopping our authentic self and we get all uncomfortable. So the man who knows he's bigger and stronger than us, his whole goal is to have us like him and feel comfortable with him says, what did I do wrong? Why is she so uncomfortable? Yeah. He takes it 100% personally. And that is just it's, a big mess. It's such <laughs> like, a this. Oh my gosh, it's such a this. It's uh, terrible. Like, why can't everybody just get, and people, yes, we all can, but we just need some wake-up calls. Just get past insecurities, past the stories from the past, show up as yourself to people wanting to be honest and raw, and they just want love. They just mm-hmm. want love. But there are so many, as humans, because mm-hmm. we are all human, things that get in the way mm-hmm. until we acknowledge what's yeah. getting in the way. Yeah. As soon as they're in front of us, then we can do something about it. Which is why I kept dating the men that weren't right for me because I didn't know why. So self-confidence, it's such a double-edged sword. It is the, all, half of my clients are men. They tell me it is the sexiest thing a woman can have walk into a room feeling self-confident liking who she is feeling comfortable in her body whatever shape and size it is liking how their clothes feel on her they fall all over themselves and the problem is because of our lack of self-confidence we then don't date well for women and men too because there it is the most successful the most sexy thing for a man to have about a woman is their, her self-confidence. And, and then our self-confidence, we beat ourselves up. We keep looking at all right. the things that are wrong. So I think everyone's very first job so that they can get past this is to look at what are the critical things that I'm saying. It's like the scale that they use in the legal profession where there's the two bowls. Mm-hmm. I've never had to teach a woman to give herself a hard time. We're gold medal <laughs> winners in that. So if you think of all the stuff that goes in that bowl, it is on the table, and this one's flapping in the breeze. So my exercise, I'll give you an exercise that I give people to combat this. I don't touch this bowl. You just have that loop in your head that's going to say all yeah. that negative stuff. Because if I say, anyway. don't pay attention to it, you pay more attention to it. It's like, don't see yellow cars. You didn't know there were so many. But I say, find something about you that you like. I don't care if it's your elbow. I don't care if it's your left ear. Lots of people pick eyes or lips or boobs or butt. A freckle on your nose. Pick the thing that one thing that you really, truly 100% like and people compliment you about and set a timer 
on your watch or on your phone. And every hour of every day when you're awake, say, gosh, I have the coolest nose. I have the cute nose. Look at that nose. It just makes my face. I think it is so fun and people talk about it and do it for 30 seconds. Mm, I like that. Every hour of every day when you're awake. And the secret is you don't even have to believe it. You can go, oh, my nose, and oh, it's so cute. You have to say all the positive things, but you don't have to believe it because this part of you doesn't care. It just hears the words. Doesn't care if you don't believe it because after a week, I have people calling me back for our appointment and they'll go, everybody at work wants to know, did I get a new hairdo? Did I lose weight? They only did this exercise. It's kind of like fake it till you make it. Absolutely, completely. So then you see the bull do this. And I would add in also to think of something that you enjoy about yourself, a quality, the mm-hmm. internal qualities also. Like That's I have the next a good, week, sure. I have a good heart. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm intelligent. Because we're so critical of our outside stuff, that's where I start it. But I certainly also talk about traits and qualities. I agree that is such a good point. And certainly that's the next week. So then they do the physical thing, and then we add the emotional trait the next week. So then they do two every hour of every day, then they're awake. And I love that you do these experiments. I Mm -hmm. do the same thing with my clients where it's like giving somebody a challenge, Mm -hmm. and then they're accountable to you. It It makes it more fun. You know, some people look at therapy or coaching or just as a drag like oh I don't want to go but (laughs) once you get into it and once you meet somebody who's like who like us you know friendly because we're fun and you know just inviting and and not like I'm up here and you're down there just real it can really be fun and really be just exciting you know people get excited about changing their lives for the better Mm -hmm. you know people come in and they're like I'm stuck I don't know what to do and Mm -hmm to be able to help somebody acknowledge. Oh. And one of the first things that we were talking about was that you said owning. The first thing you need to own, it's not about the other person. It's not, you can't blame anybody else. Mm-mm. Own it mm-hmm. and then go out there and live it. Because the other part of that, because that is such a good point, is we can't do anything about them. We can't change we can't, them. Right, right. We only can do something right. about us. So if our outside world is not working, what about our inside world is causing that? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the quote that I always use is, our outside experiences are a reflection of our inner reality. I like that. And that's pretty much exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Got to change it from within. And, And until somebody hears this concept, I think it's, I just know that it's very eye opening to -hmm. people because as humans, we walk around and we have no idea we're just asleep. We have no idea how much our outside experiences are happening because of what we feel inside. Mm-hmm. And so to make that shift, is it's life-changing. It really mm-hmm. is. So there's another piece to that, hormone fog. And Love talking about hormones. It's how, <laughs> Bring it on. Me do. it's how I ended up dating differently to meet my husband. Because when we go, oh, their eyes and their hair and their voice and their height, and we stop being our authentic selves, we also stop recognizing red flags. Mm, Yes. We go, oh, that doesn't count. Oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, that's not as big a thing. And always down the road we go, well, I think I knew. Yeah. I kind of remember that. So 
what I tell women, and they don't like it at all, they push back at me constantly, is we all want the spark, the connection, the chemistry. It's necessary. No. The oxytocin. It's bad for us because we get all attached before we know them well enough. So if you could date against type and go out with somebody that you don't have all this chemistry with, that they have the traits that you like. This is, I tell people I would not have noticed my husband in a room full of people. Wow. He was 180 degrees different than my this type. This is inspirational. Everybody listen up. I want you to know. <laughs> so tell us, like, why was he not your type? Because I dated, I mean, oh, please, I could just. Tall, dark, and handsome. Six foot, brown hair, brown eyes, and athletic build. My husband, I'll say, he said he was 5'10". Not quite. Little round belly, bald, gray hair, little mustache. I had never dated somebody with blue eyes in my whole life. Isn't that weird? And I went out with hundreds of hundreds of men. And so, you know, you always have to have that debriefing after the first date with your best girlfriend. So I get on the phone and I, she said, so what did you think? And I said, oh my gosh, what a nice guy. Oh. You know, and he looked like his picture and he's okay looking and I was so comfortable and I had such a good time. So I'll see him again. So she's like, okay. So I was told you. Was there a kiss on the first date? I love asking that question. Nope. Okay, he, no kiss. He was very. Respectful. Oh, yes. Very respectful guy. Did you want to kiss him on that first date? No. Hug was fine. Okay. Yeah, we had lunch at a very public restaurant and no. But I wanted to see, I always want to see how I feel touching them. That was a big thing to me and how they smell. So I was very happy to, I shook his hand when I got there, but I hugged him when and I And it was a good hug. It was a, oh, he was a very good hugger, but a very respectful hug. I know. I'm into respect. I like being treated like That's a lady. Good. And he liked that too. You deserve it. Yeah. So, so we met in October and the cruise was March, but in January, I told my friend, I said, gosh, you know, I really like him and, but there's just, you know, and I like being with them, and you know, we've sort of done stuff, but I don't have all that. Ooh. And I said I wasn't going to date that anymore, but it's really weird not to have it. I just have to say. And I said, so do you think I should break up with them? And she said, well, do you like spending time with them? Mm -hmm. Do you look forward to seeing them? Mm -hmm. Do you miss him when he's not there? Yeah. No, I don't think you should break up with them. Okay. <laughs> so February, I'll tell you, we set off his defibrillator. So I have to tell you, after hundreds of men, he was my absolute best. The chemistry happened, but it took a while. So I am living proof of going against type. So Good now that's my type. Thank you. And well, I love that your friend was asking, those are perfect questions because I, I believe if you miss somebody, mm -hmm. if you enjoy being with mm -hmm. them, who cares about anything else? Like that's huge because it's, huge. it's hard to find that. Because aren't there guys that we have all that chemistry with and we're like, I'm so drained at the end of the date and I have to watch my manners and I have to watch my P's and Q's because he's going to get mad at something. It's yeah, exhausting. And, it's, it's, and it's, it's all, that's all about like the, he's on a pedestal and he's not oh. a real person and yes. I wasn't able to be myself. Yes. And it's the highs and the lows. And I said, I'd much rather hang out around yes. between three and seven. I mean, really, I'm fine with three to seven. But it was amazing how... I kept not believing that really was going to work. I have to tell you, it worked 100%. So I'm a big believer in dating against type. 
I did have a situation once like this, and I write about it to inspire people um, because I was the same way. I was tall, dark, and handsome. Just I had to be immediately attracted to the guy or else no gracias. <laughs> and this was, it was years ago, and I was actually on a date with somebody else that I'd gotten fixed up with. And that guy, his friend was like at the bar or something, and I, I was definitely not into the guy that I was fixed up with. This guy, his friend, John, he called me like a few weeks later asking me out on a date, and I figured it was, he obviously had asked his friend who his friend knew that I wasn't into the friend. And I was not excited about this date with this guy, John, um, because I wasn't attracted to him. Mm -hmm. But then we went out for dinner, and somehow, like, we were sitting there, and he's not, this guy is not ugly. Like, he's, he's no. dark skin, he had good hair, but there was just something about everything that I just was not, like, did not want to jump his bones right away, you know? Uh -huh. But something happened at that dinner, and this was actually, I mean, I was in my 20s, and this was actually a, a wake-up call for me to, for the first time, I was able to become more attracted because of what we, because of the conversation. Because mm -hmm. he was talking about his family, and he was talking mm -hmm. about the work that he does, and maybe some philanthropic stuff, which always, you know, gets me going. And I just, it was the first, I was just so grateful that I had that experience. Because ever since then, I, I felt like my eyes were more open. Like, I actually got excited when it was a guy that I was like, mm, not really that attracted to, but you never know what's going to happen. This magical thing happened to me at mm -hmm. dinner that night. Isn't that fun to discover that? Yeah, and if, if, if people out there have never experienced that, I just, we challenge you, mm -hmm. you know? Just, mm -hmm. just say yes. Yes to the dress, yes to the date. You yes. Know, just yes. When someone wants to fix you up and if you don't like the picture, just go anyway. Because you you'll learn. Know. You'll learn as you did. You look what you learned by going out with it somebody was that was so different. Yeah, I was what I felt too. Because I dated two other people right before my husband and I dated against type with them too. And I kept learning and perfecting my profile and perfecting my insights. And it was life changing for me. I love it. I love this work. Uh, so let's see. Anything else you wanted to talk about? I know there, um, you want to talk about online dating and we can do that, um, maybe some tips. Um, but we only do have a few more minutes, but if you wanted to talk about some online dating. Sure, that's how I met my husband, was on Match.com. And I met my I'm, husband on Match.com. We're doing a commercial for Match.com yes. now. <laughs> it's truly still, there's a couple that are catching up, but it's still the biggest pool of, of single people. And before, when we met people, we met them in our neighborhoods, at school, at work, at clubs. We were surrounded by prospects. We were surrounded by people that we got to know in a slow manner. Now people drive in their garages and shut the door. So most of the Federal Express and UPS drivers are married, so we need to go looking outside of our four walls. And online dating is a really wonderful place to look. And if you just know the few things to look for that make somebody that's a scammer, you will be so safe. People say, oh, it's so scary. It's not scary. If you know what to look for, I never felt scared. Because what I did, and women have it so in spades, we have an instinct. And there'd be times I'd read a profile and look at a picture and think, oh, they look perfectly fine. And my instincts would say mm, no. Yeah. And it wasn't scary, hmm, different. It was scary, dangerous. I just say next. I wouldn't even question it. And so that's why I never had a scary date. And I truly went out with hundreds of men. 
I was believe single you. for a long time. She's so. like fun and flirty. Aren't I fun? Oh, I had the best time. <laughs> really fun. So the other thing I suggest to singles, if they don't want to do online dating or in addition, is meetup.com. You put in, you join meetup.com, it's free. You put in your zip code and some of your interests, truly. If you have dogs, you can find people that have the same dogs. You can go walking, hiking, cooking, book club. There's even a group that they all have passes to Disneyland. And That's really they fun. put on there, I'm going to go. Who wants to go too? And you get to see who belongs. So you can, if you're really looking for a man-heavy group, you can see, are there males that are part of it? You could be a girl and pretends she likes football. Well, I think pretending is not a good idea. But you get your foot in the door. That's true. Actually, what I, I don't think you love do, football, but I love watching football. Yes. Because like, it's fun and it's yes. social. Now, see, you don't like so, football. You like the social part. Right. So maybe a girl could, you know, go meet these guys and use the football skills that she's learned watching mm-hmm. football at the bar. Go to the bar. It's a really fun place to go. And if you don't understand the game, it makes men so they happy. They want to teach you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ask their help. Ask their opinion. Or like if a girl pretended she liked golf. And yes, I agree. Do not. This is all about being authentic. However, mm-hmm. at this stage, it's kind of fun to be cute. And the guys would oh, know. Sure. Like if you pretend you like golf and you did a golf thing, the guy stands behind you. And it's like, this is how you do it. You know? But you don't even have to pretend you like golf. You could just show up and say, I want to see learn. if I'll like it. Yeah. Will you show me how to drive a ball? Yeah. Because I don't know if I'll like golf. And, then, and if they like golf, they're going to try to talk you into liking golf because then they'll want to come play with you. And then there's a couple that runs off into the sunset. That can happen, yes. for sure. So meetup is wonderful, just wonderful. And then take classes of something that you already like or that you would like to learn. Mm, yes. So some of the places to find men are golf courses and cooking classes because if they're newly single, divorced or widowed, they probably have, they might not have done a lot of cooking for themselves, so they're gonna go take cooking classes. And one of the fun things is they pair you up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. So also, um, volunteer. Yes. If you have something Philanth- that's oh, happy for your heart, since that's such an important thing to you, find a thing, a cause that you really like, that's really speaks to you, and go volunteer. So now, great. let's say there's only women there. You're like, well, uh, there's no men. Ask the women where else they go. What other things do they volunteer for? What other activities are they part of? Because your pool of people is only this big, but they have other pools. Networking. So you get to, yes, dating is a great way to network. But also, I always say that no matter who you meet, you never know if they have a brother mm-hmm. or a cousin or a coworker mm-hmm. that they wa- might want to fix you up. So say you do the philanthropy thing and it's all girls, and but you get a new best friend out of it. Mm-hmm. You never know who she knows mm-hmm. who she wants to fix you up with. So That's a really it's never like point. a lose. And for, well, philanthropy is never a no. lose situation anyway. But anything that you sign up for and you might get there and be a little frustrated because maybe you wanted more guys there, just you never know mm-hmm. who you're supposed to meet. Oh, who might sure. Know, or even a, maybe some guy who you're not interested in, you become friends with him, but maybe his twin brother or his cousin. Guys like fixing guy. us up. If they and know then you that can they're fix that guy up. if they know they're not for us, they're ha- they really want to look around and find somebody. Yeah, and then you could fix them up too. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like any situation, as long as you have an open mind, mm-hmm. can turn Always. into something. And also, women like going places in packs. We like watching each other's backs. So if you go to these things and you meet women, you could make another friend. 
and then you'll find some place somebody to go with my husband was so surprised because i said do you know why we go to the bathroom together he goes why i said well we're watching each other's backs and we talk the whole time we talk in line we talk between the oh, stalls best. we hand toilet paper he goes you bathroom he was no. so surprised he goes we don't talk in the bathroom it's really right because you have to he goes like, you don't look around you don't look down you just do and then you leave and I said oh well that's why we go in, in groups <laughs> he thought I, that was really funny my mom met one of her best friends in line in yeah. a bathroom yeah yeah see? years ago they're still best friends yeah see yeah oh yeah we talk in line yeah, all the time yeah. he thought that was the strangest thing he'd ever heard in his life it's so f it's just fun because that's how we are we yeah, want to see how we feel we want to get at our feelings Mm -hmm. I just met a new friend a few weeks ago because it, it was a bathroom situation because we were at this restaurant where there was this big line forming and she's the first oh. person in the line and I was like I think there might be another bathroom like right ahead of you and she checked the door and there was and so we became friends over that wow because then we ended up at the store across the street wow but anyhow um so yeah you never know like just networking and talking and keeping your mind open you never know hmm. who you're gonna or run into. Yeah. I always say... Well, you're so adorable. Who wouldn't want to be friends with you? Thank you. And so are you. Thank you. <laughs> but I always... I mean, I, I, I talk a lot, and I talk to random people. I have no motive ever, mm -hmm. but, it, but I've had some amazing experiences mm -hmm. where... They, either it's going to be a guest on the show. And actually, that lady, she turns out she was in radio. Wow. So now she's going to be on my show. Her son's in a band, and they wow. sing about, like, relationship love songs. So oh. anyhow, um, but yes, talking, opening your mouth is a good thing, always. Always. Yep. So um, wrapping up, how can people find you? Because this lady has so much to offer. Oh, thanks. Um, and yeah, so tell our viewers how they can find you. So my website is www.theperfectcatch.com. You can also reach me directly at Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, at theperfectcatch.com. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. And if you go to my website, I offer a complimentary conversation with me. At the top, you'll see a banner that says, what's holding you back from love? And if you click on that, you can make an appointment to talk to me. You'll also see that I have classes starting up. I do a six-week online class for both men and women. I do the classes separately. So the men's are beginning on Monday, September 9th, and the women's are beginning on Tuesday, September 10th. Wonderful. Reach out to this lady. Oh, thanks. And as always, if you want to contact me, my website is therelationshipexpert.com. I'm on Instagram at therelationshipexpert, not E-X, just X. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being here. This was amazing. Thanks for having me. I really had fun. Oh, good. Me too. Good. Uh, and join us next week. And have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.